In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you six steps you can take to start creating better money habits because your habits will make or break your wealth building journey and of course, meeting or exceeding your financial goals. So make sure you stick around to the end so you can learn how to start creating better money habits. <laughs> you just have to build wealth where you are. Hey, welcome to episode seven of That Finance Chick, where I help the overthinking, procrastinating, perfectionist woman build wealth where they are so they can achieve freedom and minimize money confusion. I am your host, Atiqua, aka That Finance Chick. I hope you are having a fantastic day, week, night, holiday season, all of it, okay? I hope you're just doing amazingly. And if not, I hope everything gets better. I sincerely do. Now, today's episode was inspired by a question I got from my text club, which, by the way, if you're not a part of my text club, you should be. All you need to do is text hashtag text club to 201-258-3995 to join. It is free. There are so many perks that you get from being a part of the text club. But during Text Me Tuesday, someone asked me how could they create better money habits so they can meet and exceed their money goals. And because that was not a question that I could easily answer in 160 characters or less, I decided to make this an episode. You know, your habits will make or break your money journey. And if you have bad habits, it's more than likely possible that you're not going to reach your money goals. And if you do, it's going to be really difficult. So we do need to figure out how to curb some of our money habits so we can make our wealth building journey as simple as possible. Now, before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the Wealthy Women's Lounge. This is a monthly membership that I opened up for women who are looking to get ongoing support and help with meeting their money goals, but they're not quite ready for full-on financial coaching just yet. In this membership, you will get access to a book club where we meet twice a month to talk about the lessons in the book and how you can implement them into your finances You'll get access to monthly training with action steps because I'm not just going to be talking your ear off. I will be holding you accountable, okay? Then you will have access to a private community that is housed on my website because I know many of you like to take a lot of social media breaks, which I highly encourage. And of course, you'll have access to guest experts and accountability text messages. So if you're someone who is looking to get started on your wealth building journey, but you're not quite ready for full-on coaching just yet, go ahead and join the Wealthy Women's Lounge. Right now, there is a $7 trial offer that you can take advantage of. And if you decide to stick around after the trial offer, it is only $49 a month that you can cancel at any time. All you need to do is just text me and I'll shoot you over the link. Make sure to hop into the lounge if you are looking to get started. Now let's go ahead and hop into today's content. So the first thing that you're going to want to do when you're starting to create new habits is of course, plan ahead. You want to get ahead of as many excuses as you possibly can make. So if one of your goals is to, of course, stay on top of your budget, right? You want to make sure that you're doing as much as you can upfront and ahead of time so you can minimize any excuses that you can possibly make. So what you could do is stick with the, okay, I'm going to write out my budget. Okay, great. That's an awesome start. But Oftentimes when people write out their budget, they don't do anything with it after the fact. So once you write out your budget, okay, maybe go ahead and put your expenses into a Google Calendar because those Google Calendars will give you notifications if you have it set up right to say, hey, 
you know, today your uh, mortgage is due, today your car note is due, or this is what's automatically coming out. So you can't say, oh man, I forgot because those alerts are annoying. <laughs> so you want to do as much as you can upfront and ahead of time so you can minimize any type of excuse that you have. Number two, we need to be consistent as much as we possibly can, right? Regularity enforces itself. So like I said, if you are someone who is trying to stay on top of your budget more often and you are someone who is using the Google calendars so you can have notifications, so you can minimize, you know, that, oh, I forgot. The more you do something, the easier it becomes for you to maintain that action, maintain that habit. So even if you are looking at your budget for five minutes a day before you go to work every single day, well, you're now creating that habit of looking at what is due for today. What are my numbers looking like? What can I expect to happen for today? It's doing the little things often <laughs> that enforces the habits that you're trying to create. So you have to be consistent. If you get into the habit, for example, of investing $25 every single week into your brokerage account or your IRA, well, if you get into the habit of investing those little dollars or the $25 every single week, it makes it a lot easier for you to ramp up how much you would like to invest later on. So a lot of people like to say, I want to wait until I make more money before I start investing because I want as much money working for me as possible. But if you haven't created those little habits up front, how are you going to just jump to the next thing, right? You're technically biting off more than you can chew and you don't want that. So you want to at least start with being consistent with the little actions first and then ramping up later. All right, number three. So you need to spot your triggers, right? <clears throat> You need to understand what knocks you off your game. So what is causing you to go on your spending sprees? What is causing you to neglect your finances? Um, are you someone who starts shopping because your best friend just called you or they're always calling you saying, oh, there's a sale, let's go shop or let's, let's go um, to this website. They're having a 50% off sale until midnight. You know, <laughs> you need to be able to spot your triggers. Do you start to overspend when you are in a bad mood or when you've been arguing with your spouse? Um, if that's the case, you need to go ahead and figure out some other alternatives. Or is there something stressing you out? Or are you dealing with like seasonal depression and anxiety? You need to be able to spot whatever triggers that are throwing you off your game so you can get ahead of them. A lot of the times financial mismanagement happens because something has triggered us. Um, I know for me, if I am not in check of like my depression, that I get really neglectful very quickly. So I have to get ahead of that because I am someone who will not really pay attention to the numbers or look at my bank accounts or do anything like that. I will go on full hibernation mode if I don't spot and recognize that trigger so I have enough time to get ahead of it. So figure out what is knocking you off your game and what's causing you to go through your spurts of financial mismanagement. Number four, piggybacking off of spotting your triggers. Once you understand what your triggers are, you need to find a substitution to your spending sprees or your splurge, right? So maybe it's go for a walk. Maybe it's journal. 
journaling has been a huge game changer for me. Like I have a lot of game changers, but journaling has definitely been um, one of those game changers for me because it helps me get out of my head and onto paper and help me figure out how I'm really feeling. Outside of course, going to therapy, which is something that I do as well, you wanna make sure that there's something that you can have as an outlet instead of a financial outlet. That financial outlet is gonna mess you up on a continuous basis. So go for a walk, journal, play a game, find a game on your phone, something that will take your mind off of whatever your stressor or your trigger is. Or, you know, if your best friend is a bad influence when it comes to the finances, maybe you might wanna, you know, take a little break from her or them. <laughs> uh, or you might say, hey, look, this is what I have going on right now. This is what I'm trying to accomplish when it comes to my finances. I don't need you calling me every time that there's a sale because I'm always falling into that trap. So we, we can talk about everything else. We can kick it or we can set a monthly budget for, you know, ourselves to go have a shopping day or a splurge day or whatever the case is. But I can't be splurging every time you call me, okay? <laughs> then I also find that cleaning up helps me with my restlessness or if I am triggered by something because my hands are busy. So I don't have to worry about, okay, let me go ahead and run to the store or run to Target and see what I can find. Or let me um, get on this Fenty site and see what sales they got going on because they always have some sales going on, right? Uh, so find something that can be a substitution for you so you can minimize the impact that triggers can have on your finances. All right, number five, we need to go over the reasons why you decided to change these money behaviors. You need to understand your why, right? It means to really hone in and make sense to you because you can say that, oh, I wanna make these changes because such and such told me that I should do it. Or someone said that I would, you know, be grateful in the future when my finances are a lot better. It's great if you have an external factor that is, influencing your better financial decisions, but you need to figure out why you <laughs> want to do them. You want to figure out what your why is because in the event that you are triggered or that you are slipping back into some bad habits, you want to be able to remind yourself, okay, why am I on this journey, right? You can remind yourself of the positives. If I maintain these habits, I'll have more disposable income. I won't have to be living <laughs> paycheck to paycheck anymore. I won't have to work through my retirement years if I don't want to. My kids won't have to go into debt for school, uh, cars, or, you know, buying their first home. If I maintain my habits now, this is what my benefits are going to be. Because there are going to be days where you're just like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this right now. I don't feel like going through my portfolio. I don't feel like going through my budget. I really want to go um, to Chick-fil-A for the fifth time this week. I don't feel like cooking. Like there are going to be times where you just don't want to deal with anything <laughs> in regards to your goals. It happens, especially when we're trying to establish new goals, right? So I would just recommend that you figure out what your why is so you can remind yourself of the positives and what your rewards are going to be at the end of this road. And then number six, we need to personalize your goals as much as you possibly can. <laughs> so while going over your reasons, right, you want to make sure that you visualize yourself while maintaining these new habits. What does this woman look like? What does this man look like? 
what does my morning routine look like now that I have these new habits that I've set for myself and that I have been maintaining? Am I waking up at 6.30 in the morning on a regular? Am I praying and journaling before I start my day? Am I exercising? Am I eating breakfast with my spouse before I go about my business for the day, right? What does your morning routine look like? Then what do your bank accounts and your investment accounts look like? Are you seeing commas in your bank accounts or more importantly, commas in your investment accounts? You know, do you have a certain dollar amount that you are aiming for inside your brokerage or inside your retirement account, right? What do those things look like? If you are someone who has maintained the habits that you've set for yourself, what does your ideal financial picture look like for that person that you are going to be becoming? And then you want to focus on what you have to gain instead of pleasing other people. So your financial journey needs to be as selfish as you can possibly be without rubbing certain people the wrong way, like your spouse, your, your kids, the direct people that you affect. You want to make sure that you are as selfish as possible without rubbing them the wrong way, okay? Like when I say rubbing in the wrong way, you don't want to be out here like on extreme cheapskate, right? I think it was on TLC, like people penny pinch and do like the most outrageous things to save as much money as possible, but their family life and uh, their quality of life is suffering. You don't want to be that person, okay? Yes, you want to set boundaries. You want to set your goals, but you also need to be mindful of who else you are impacting also. Don't be having people eating oodles and noodles all day, every day, okay? <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. Um, but yes, you want to focus on what you have to gain instead of pleasing other people. But there is a fine, a fine, a very fine line, okay? So those are the six things that you can do to start creating better money habits going into the new year. Because these habits are going to make or break your financial goals. Now talk to me. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know which one of these habit tips stuck out to you the most. I know when it comes to creating new habits, it's easier said than done. So I really want to know which one stuck out to you the most. If you are listening to this on the podcast, text me your response. I love hearing from you. Don't shy away. When I say text me, I really do mean text me, okay? Other than that, thank you so much for watching and or listening. I appreciate you and I'll catch you next time. Bye.